Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications, providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. customer identifier is calculated similar to the card identifier, which means from store to store it will be different, from chain to chain will be different, but it's going to remain the same over time. These attributes effectively make it possible for the merchant to identify a returning customer without having to ask questions. At the same time, protects the privacy of the consumer in such a way that uh, the possibility to track people is not is not available there not for us not for anyone else who might eventually end up having access to our data for whatever incident we are effectively trying to protect the consumer's privacy from even a very dark scenario of data breaches and all that and that's effectively the definition of privacy by design we want to make sure that the information is protected at all times not just when we have full control over it what i also wanted to highlight is in terms of opt-in and opt-out so once the customer gets identified, that's one side of identification. If they do opt in and they provide, for example, their age, their gender, and those types of details, they could be also attached to the data that is included in the payment for the That's measure. optional, right? And that, so that gives them enables them. Yeah, so it's an option. You know, if, if, if as a consumer, you certainly can, can keep those hidden. You don't necessarily have to provide them. You can opt in and opt out. And, 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 and effectively that enables the merchant to maybe even reward you a little bit better as a consumer, give you a birthday gift or something. But in the end, it's something that the consumer has to make decisions about. That's separate from customer identification in an anonymous and privacy preserving fashion. That happens. I'm actually interested yes. in how you, you raised the point around customer identification. How does that actually happen if um, I'm using three cards at a store? Yeah. <laughs> how, do I, how do you identify me as the same customer? Obviously, I'm imagining the customer needs to do something, but I just want to get a grip on what that is. Yes, exactly. So as I highlighted in that example, if I, uh, you know, through the ZP platform, obviously, we've got card reader terminals that we provide merchants as well as uh, online payment mm -hmm. pathways or, 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 uh, or systems. In both scenarios, if I tap my card uh, in a ZP enabled store, or uh, you know, pay using my card uh, on a on an e-commerce website that is Zippy enabled. What happens is that the merchant, um, you know, throughout the payment process, a privacy preserving custom uh, card identifier, sorry, card identifier is calculated. Mm -hmm. And this calculation, as I highlighted, it depends upon keys that we do not own, and actually, no one other than the merchant owns. That assures the. Uh, the protectedness of the information and the identifier and Longs the fact that the it only makes sense. And the yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yes, nobody else. Only it is issued for just one mm -hmm. merchant, not necessarily okay. others. That's one element. So that's the card identification mm -hmm. process. So even even if I don't sign up with Zippy or uh, I haven't even you know used the web app or the, the the native apps or anything else, 
when I've tapped the card, the, the, the merchant gets the benefit of, uh, you know, anonymous identification of a returning mm -hmm. customer, which is, which is a, 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 big, a big advantage. But if I do sign up in order to get my digital receipts and, and rewards all in one place, what's going to happen is that as a consumer, I'm going to get a customer identifier okay. as well, which is, again, pretty much a random mm -hmm. string. But that's going to stay the same as long as I'm using the same device and I'm using the same okay. account. So if I have that set up as a consumer, that is also provided as part of the transaction to the merchant. So if I have multiple cards in the end, that customer identification mm -hmm. process assures that the customer identifier in all those yes. transactions with different cards is going to remain the same. I hope that makes yeah, sense. So they would have to claim the card I'm imagining at a customer end something yeah. yes pretty much so yeah. when they scan the receipt i'm guessing then it links up you to that receipt which links you to yes. a card which then links you yes. to multiple cards mm -hmm. so if everyone in australia was using the same credit card then it wouldn't work but because everyone's got individual yes. cards you can tie it to a household or a specific business potentially yes pretty much yes so that claiming process obviously is a significant part and i would like to also open up on that because uh, we have made it extremely simple to claim the card. So one way of onboarding customers in Zippy is that the first transactions, the first ever exposure to Zippy, you can scan a QR code using your camera and that binding happens there. So you don't have to necessarily enter your credit oh, that's card quite in any yeah. form. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So it's a single scan verification or binding of a card that can happen. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're set there. You can, you know, you can just go and tap your card and in the next transactions and the receipt will be delivered to the same sort of bind that sort of bound address. So that's effectively the, the way that the system works. We have an alternate mechanism of you claiming the card in an offline fashion, which we don't necessarily promote as the first option because it involves entering the credit card details into a form. Some people might not necessarily feel too comfortable doing that, which is what we acknowledge as well so the binding and the establishment of that route to the customer can happen in physical forms in a store for the okay. first transaction which is what we prefer yeah, as the option. Yeah. yeah less um barrier to entry there for just standing and scanning a quick qr code makes a lot of sense and everyone knows what a qr code is now so we've had a bit of a bonus oh, yeah. yes, there yeah. everywhere and everywhere the education part's been done, done for, for you, you. yes <laughs> it made a big difference there so i think that's yeah that's that's a big thing so You've mentioned also a little bit about marketing and um, marketing to consumers or let's dig in a little bit around that. Um, it's obviously a big point um, and it's about product marketing, but as there, there's marketing, there's, there's loyalty as well, I would imagine, and how that sort of comes into the fray. Um, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself a loyalty play on your own a partner to loyalty programs because it's additional data to loyalty how do you see that working from a marketing loyalty perspective so it's a very good question as well you know since day one at zippy.ai our angle has always been to partner with existing players mm -hmm. we never intended to replace any party and in doing so in the design and the dna of the design we position themselves so that we can enable and empower these existing systems. That example of the customer identifier getting back to the point of sale system is a, is a fantastic example of this. So if you are a developer of a pause or an existing loyalty management system, what we can do is that we can, we can help you eliminate the loyalty card itself as well as the registration hassles. Mm. Uh -huh. So by returning the customer identifier as a purchase event to, to your system, 
you can literally be informed uh, of, of the fact that the purchase from a customer has happened. And if you map this customer identifier to your existing records, in fact, we can simulate the act of a scanning for your system. So you, you shouldn't worry about you know, Zippy not, not supporting you or even replacing you. That's not the case. Zippy actually is an empowering tool for existing loyalty systems. All it takes is to do the integration and effectively uh, the act of uh, scanning a reward card for all purchases, not just the ones that people have signed up for. You know, we can enable your point of sale system and or, and, or existing loyalty management system to be informed of all purchases of all the paying customers. And that's, I think, a, a unique advantage that you don't get anywhere else. How might we increase the coverage of, of an existing loyalty system to almost 100% of customers? There is no other way than Zippy at the moment. And that all has become possible via privacy-preserving card and customer identification, which is quite unique. So that's one element. The other thing is, other than that, um, you know, in terms of uh, us having the capabilities to run loyalty programs and marketing, it is also a possibility at the platform level. But our strategy has been to empower and enable existing systems and effectively give them what they need to, to, to do better at their job. And I think... Uh, one of the most important ones is the hassle of, uh, you know, customer registration. At the same time, the possibility of identifying the customer, which is equivalent to a scanning a card. I think that that's all become mm -hmm. possible through backward integration and the events that we fire up through our SDKs to to the point of sale system. Yeah, that's that brilliant. Sense. Yeah, I think there's a lot of context there, and just because I see that this is a filling the gap between the customers that aren't on loyalty and understanding who they are and tracking them through the process. You could effectively, it might be a bit, a bit of a shock to a customer that comes back with a returning credit card over and over again, reward them at the time of a transaction, I would imagine, at pause um, and give them a discount or whatever it might be without them signing up to anything and even being a part of the digital receipt opt-in, I would imagine, because you still have that transactional data and history. So it's something, uh, it could be a bit creative from a from a customer loyalty perspective as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I believe that's a significantly important mm -hmm. aspect because, uh, as I cited again in the beginning, uh, for the customer's perspective, they really don't want to identify mm -hmm. themselves. They really don't want to give out any information. And in fact, they don't want to, you know, go through a long, tedious sign-up form either. If there is any rewards involved, their idea is we got to get it. We have to get it seamlessly. And Zippy makes it possible, in fact, to get that without you worrying that as a consumer, am I sharing my purchase history with Zippy? The answer is absolutely not. That's the differentiating point. And it's a bit counterintuitive. I wanted to actually talk about that aspect as well. The question is, how might we not know what you have bought? but determine your eligibility for rewards. How can mm, that happen? I think it's, yeah, it's an interesting point. <laughs> yes, if from a market perspective, how does that actually happen? Yes. I'm happy to open up yeah. on that because that I think is a fantastic differentiator in the industry at the moment. So I wanted to, um, again, without making it too technical, go back to one simple question that Apple and Google also answered in the similar fashion. So the, you know, at the beginning of COVID-19, mm -hmm. The challenge was how might we um, identify whether or not you have been close to sick people without actually knowing mm. where you were. So that was also a similar counterintuitive question that they, you know, designed a cryptographic protocols for. 
we did it a bit earlier than Google and Apple. We started in 2018, and, and I think um, uh, uh, the way that we answered the question is kind of similar. So in, in the Google and Apple example, what they do is obviously your device, your phone is uh, recording and emitting signals mm -hmm. at the same time. These signals are obviously derived from certain keys. Effectively, they can be regenerated, let's put it this way. Later on, when somebody is determined to be sick, the keys to generation of those signals are shared with Google and Apple, and then those keys are distributed among all the phones. So what happens is at that point, your phone regenerates the sick signals and just compares with the recordings locally to see whether or not you've been close to someone sick. So the idea is that we kind of push the calculations relate, related to eligibility determination all the way to your phone. That's wow. where the calculations happen so yeah, the data doesn't sense. go out. The places mm -hmm. that you've been doesn't get disclosed mm -hmm. to anybody, not to, the, not to Google or Apple or anyone else. The determination happens on your phone. In a very similar fashion, we did exactly the same thing. So the idea is that your purchase history isn't disclosed to Zippy or anyone else at all as a consumer. It's all saved into an encrypted, you know, encrypted address on your phone securely. And the, uh, the deals and offers, the rules of eligibility are broadcast to mm -hmm. all the phones effectively, and the phone itself downloads the rule, compares it to its local data, and determines whether or not a, a, a reward is eligible you know, wow. yeah, for you smart. as a consumer. Yes. And so if you this lose is exactly your device. similar to, yeah, to, to their way of doing it. It's called edge computing, effectively using the computing power of the edge devices, your phone, to, to, to make some of these calculations happen and effectively killing the need for uh, somebody to own your purchase history in order to uh, determine eligibility. Mm -hmm. I think that's quite important to, to highlight the fact that when we say privacy preserving, a lot of complex work has been done to Mm -hmm. assure that people's private purchases still remains theirs. And I think that's quite an important differentiator in the market as well. So in that example, if you're a consumer and you're, you lose your device and you get a new one or you upgrade and you get a new device, how do you then carry across their points effectively and their history to then still be eligible? Yes, it's a very good question as well. So we thought of that scenario to one of the uh, complexities of using your device as a a a, 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 a uh, the storage of your private data is is that scenario, a scenario of losing the device or or switching over to another one. Zippy effectively enables you to get a backup of your data, again, in encrypted format, not visible to Zippy or anyone else, and mirror it in multiple devices in such a way that, uh, you know, you can transfer it back to another device so that you don't lose the history. So that option is available. But um, again, fundamentally, it doesn't mean that the data is shared with Zippy mm -hmm. because the keys to encryption of those uh, pieces of data are all maintained in the keychain storage of your phone. They're, they're not shared with Zippy or anyone else. And we are using the cloud effectively just as a passive storage uh, provider to maintain encrypted data that is only uh, available in plain format on your own personal computing device. zone, which is your device. So yeah. Yeah, everything's encrypted and you're the only one who's able to look at it. It's quite a complex solution. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> so anyone listening might get a little bit lost in some of the terminology here, but um, 
effectively you own the data. It's your personal data. Um, you hold it on your phone um, as you, you're able to transfer it from one device to another. Um, and yeah. yeah, that's. I think it's a good question, Ethic, because yes, it does make sense. If you're not, if you do lose the model, if you have yes. a yeah, like a key in the padlock. If you have a padlock mm -hmm. on a door, you can cut the padlock yes. off, and then you can send one to Zippy to keep it back up. It'll send you that padlock, and you can put it back on. And you're the only one who yeah, can open and close much, it. Yeah. I think what I wanted to highlight, if I may, is is that awareness, uh, you know, from the consumer's perspective, is that some of these questions that Zippy has answered are quite counterintuitive. You know, the same question of how might we determine your eligibility without having your data. The answer is we have built systems that determine your eligibility yeah. on your phone without knowing your data. Effectively, that's the answer. But other alternative solutions actually don't do this. Remember, when we are eliminating papers from the cycle here, or when we are adding a lot of data to an existing process, if not done the right way, that data gets disclosed to someone. You know, consumer data rights, GDPR, CCPA, all of these legislative frameworks are trying to promote the idea that ownership of data should be given to those who own the data. And yeah. Zippy materializes that idea in the best perfect form by using the computing power of your own personal phone to do all these calculations and, 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 and all that and effectively uh, preserving privacy in the best possible form uh, while making the use of data possible. Remember, end-to-end -end encryption means data is not visible to anyone other than the owners, but building the system this way has also made it possible to use the benefits of data for the real owners of the data rather than for mm -hmm. someone else in between, you know. So that's, I think, another important factor to, to look into. Yeah, Hamish, if I can, again, just to reinforce some of the points that you've made from, a, from an operations point of view. So at the moment, you're right, I've got you know, probably 20 or 30 loyalty club memberships based on my lifestyle. Um, the reality is that you don't need to be a marketing guru these days to you know, to want my age or my, my gender because you'll know from my purchase history what it is that I'm into. So therefore, the, the gender and age profile is, is irrelevant. But I guess from a, a loyalty point of view, because as Andrew said before, um, you know, I know that the minute I give someone my email address or my phone number, I'm going to get spammed in some way, shape or form. So what I've been doing for probably the last four years is I've got an alias. Um, so, so a loyalty club actually doesn't have my real name, doesn't have my real address. It, it might have my phone number at best, um, and it certainly doesn't have my right, my date of birth, you know, because I don't want them sending me um, supposedly, because I know from a non-government institution point of view that they're the kind of databases that can get hacked, that's, that someone could then, you know, utilise my information. So, so what you're telling me here now today is that my smartphone that I have today becomes my personal database that when I make a trans transaction with a retailer of my choice, um, yes, I, I might understand that that retailer will have access to the, the transaction data, but they've got that anyway because it's in their point of sale system. Um, yes, yes. Uh, but in effect, I own my data. I'm the one that's actually controlling my information. And yes, at some point in time, I might get um, uh, a, a special offer but I'm going to go searching for that. It's not going to get sent to my email address. It's not going to get sent to my phone because Zippy's Absolutely. actually going to control the, the cryptology behind it is actually controlling my personal data, which I'm now owning, not a third party. Exactly. Oh, that was a yeah, very, very succinct description of exactly what happened. And I think uh, very well you know, summarized. 
the goal is the job to be done is I want my rewards, but I don't have to identify myself or yeah. And, and as you know, all those mechanisms that you highlighted, you know, of hiding your identity or having a like, like a, you know, like a useless email address to share. Those are all the current existing options for the consumers to protect their rights and their, their, their identity effectively. Because there's no better way you have to do it. But what we've done in Zippy is that we have made, made it possible to reach the goal, to get the job done without the problems. And I think it's quite important to, to highlight those that. This has become possible only with the benefit of having a strong computing device that you have currently, your phone. Yep. At the same time, a little bit of cryptography to to make sure that uh, data is isolated, separated, or kept hidden from certain parties, including ourselves. And I think those uh, obviously so far haven't existed, you know, in the in the world. Now we have done that. We have made that a step uh, towards a privacy-preserving, uh, beautifully crafted set of uh, systems that, that, that enable you to get access to your rewards without sharing your purchase history. Also for the retailers without sharing their item or sales data, which is also mm. important at the same time, uh, to, to reach the goal of, uh, receiving personalized data without identifying yourself. As I highlighted, there is peer reviewed research on this. Yep. Uh, uh, personalization is not a motivating factor to share your data. That was exactly what you described as well. The idea that I don't want to share my data just because they want to send me a birthday gift or something is, is, a, is a representation of the same result of the research. So yeah. the Zipi effectively enables all parties to reach their goal in a clean and beautiful way that no one else actually has done at the moment. And I also wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, we have the ultimate respect for other parties that are trying to somewhat solve some of these common problems. But in doing that, especially banks, for example, some of the banks might be trying to add digital receipts to their banking apps and trying to effectively help save the planet and everything else. Yeah. But we got to also make sure that we're not creating another problem. I believe, uh, especially in the context of pharmacies, I've always said this, uh, there is a heavy level of privacy requirements on, on the pharmaceutical receipts that include your medications list. These are quite private matters. And I personally believe that if you leave paper alone in pharmacies, it would be better than disclosing the data to any other party than the owners of the data. Wow. And that's what Zippy does really well, which I believe makes the pharmacy industry the best target for a platform like Zippy because uh, with that internal encryption and privacy preservation in the context of pharmaceutical receipt and data are quite significantly important. And I wanted to reiterate the fact that people and the community not just you know the consumers but also the retailers should be aware that there is a way forward and that's what you know the authors of a of a study about digital receipts from switzerland also highlighted you know they have introduced us to a bunch of uh guys in uh in a standardization body in mm -hmm. in sweden that are working on standardizing the data definition of a receipt and according to them the method that we have designed is a way forward the best way forward that doesn't have any of those barriers against privacy information protection and also the standardization element so we wanted to highlight that the community should be aware there is a way forward of eliminating paper adding data to transactions without the compromise of privacy and also without the fears that you have to share your data to get something in digital forms. In fact, that is not the case with Zippy. Makes all sense. Yeah, no, absolutely got that. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and in pharmacy, I think it makes a, it's, I was going to ask a question of Scotty, um, around data in pharmacy and obviously, um, S3s, S4s, scripts, people's medication, that is protected data, um, and that needs to, that can't yeah. be shared. Um, and <laughs> there's definitely limitations there. So I think there's some significant value that can be added to this industry, that's for sure. Yeah, and look, certainly um, from the medication point of view, normally on a point of sale system, that won't itemise the prescription mm -hmm. because the prescription itself is um, secure within the dispensing platform. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the point of sale system will just will just show prescription, yep. the, the description of prescription. Mm -hmm. um, now, if it's a if it's a retail item with a, a barcode, it may, um, but but again, that's information is available now anyway on your printed receipt. So uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You okay. can have your cake and you can eat it too this way. Yeah, I might have been, um, you know, again, um, to, to reiterate the fact that uh, I think that if I don't believe there's any type of information or data that could be more private than medications. List. Yep. And I think the other element of it is that if, you know, God forbid, there is a data breach or something and, uh, you know, you know, somebody can actually become unemployable or uninsurable because of, you know, the fact that some some medications they have been used or whatever. So it's it's a significantly yeah. important uh, piece of data. And I think other than obscuring uh, the data, which I believe should be practiced, I have I have had scripts myself and, and receipts that do include the list of medications. I think there might be some some players out there that are not necessarily obscuring the data. And they include a list of medications on the receipts. Uh, but other than obscuring it, which is, again, maybe the first line of protection, is, is the fact that if there is a digital uh, electronic transfer of data, the best method to do that would be, obviously, to, to do end-to-end -end encryption and privatize the conversation between the consumer and, uh, and the source. And I think that's what Zippy does as part of this uh, innovative process. And I want to reiterate that, not maybe in a... Uh, in a food sector or hospitality sector, but in, in pharmacies, no. this is quite important, yeah. Yeah. Hamish, um, we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time today, but um, I think I, I think we're going to have to uh, record another one of these or, or a, a session two at some point in time. But uh, I'm hoping today from our listeners' perspective that uh, it, it's been a lot of information. It's certainly new technology, but our, our audience are very um, tech-savvy people as well. So I think uh, for anyone that's listened to the end of this, You'll, you'll understand that there's a new level um, of technology coming into the, the retail pharmacy industry that you need to start having a think about. So um, on that note, was there anything, um, I guess, as I said, we, we will record another session with you, Hamish, but was there anything urgent today that, that we, you still wanted to cover off? No, absolutely. Thank you very much. Really appreciate uh, being here and, and we look forward to partnering with you know, the players in the pharmacy industry and, yeah. and taking this to the market with a bigger force. Yeah, Yeah. no, I really mm -hmm. appreciate it. Guys, thanks very much for your time today. Thanks, Hamish. Thanks, Hamish. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.